Good morning, Los Angeles, and welcome to another edition of the Weekend Warrior Show. I'm your host, Dr. Robert Clapper. I'm an orthopedic surgeon at Cedars-Sinai, 33 years. I'm so excited for today's show. I had a great week in the operating room, but what I'm most excited about is my guest at 8.15 is someone I went to high school with. I haven't had a conversation with this guest, this man, for 50 years. It's Dr. Alan Moore, a dentist on Long Island. We were classmates in high school. Can you imagine? Why would I be calling Alan Moore to be my guest? Because I was so taken in with my show with Eric Sondheimer, the LA Times journalist, who's the expert for high school sports. And I had such a great time talking to Eric Sondheimer. If you get a chance, listen to the podcast. But in the research I looked up, the Beatles and the impression they made on the high school kid, Billy Joel, where he looked at the Beatles on Ed Sullivan and pointed his finger and said, yep, that's what I want to do. Same thing for Kobe Bryant. What high school? Lower Marion High School. Every time Chick Hearn, every time anybody talked to Kobe Bryant, he talked about Lower Marion High School. Did the whole show about the power of high school. So it made me think, what about my life? What about high school and the power of high school to me? And there I am in my office, busy day seeing patients. I snuck back in my office to take a few minute break. And I, for some reason, decided to Google my classmate from 50 years ago. Alan Moore. And I looked up. He's a dentist on Long Island. And in the Google that I looked him up, had his office phone number. So I decided I'm going to call his office. A young lady picked up the phone with a lovely New York accent. His last name is Moore, M-O-H-R. Well, if you're from New York, the R doesn't exist. She said, good morning, Dr. Moore's office. There's no R. I said, hi, I'm Dr. Clapper. I went to high school with Dr. Moore. She goes, he's very busy right now. Can I take a message? I said, just tell him Dr. Clapper's on the phone. 20 seconds later, 10 seconds later, all of a sudden, you hear Alan Moore say, are you kidding me? <laughs> it was the greatest, greatest. And I invited him to come on. So I've been excited for this 11 years I'm doing this show. You've heard so many guests. This is going to be one of my favorite shows of all time because I get to close the loop. Here I am all these years later going to be able to talk to someone that came from Far Rockaway High School, was in classes with me. So buckle your seatbelt. This is going to be fun. But you know how much I love the world of art, the world of sports, and my world of surgery. And it made me think all week, dentistry. Why did he become a dentist? Why does anyone become a dentist? Well, dentists are some of the coolest people in our society. Because what draws these folks to dentistry is this intense, high-speed but they're masters at form and function. Your teeth not only have to look good, they got to work. It's like an architect. The building can't just look good. It has to not crumble. They're so good at figuring problems out, fidgeting, using tools. So many of the tools I use in orthopedic surgery, they come from dentistry. God forbid an MD would ever give a dentist credit, but I'm going to give them credit. So it made me think, where in my lifetime did I see this expertise in dentistry have a relevance in the world of art and the world of sports. Well, you know I surf. You know that's a passion of mine. 90 years ago, almost 100 years ago, the first man to build, because he was a dentist, a waterproof housing for a camera so you could take pictures, black and white pictures, 
of surfers here in Southern California was a dentist, John Heath Ball, better known as Doc Ball, because he was a dentist, his practice in Hermosa Beach. And you're going to hear from the Surfing Heritage Museum because their prized possession is what a dentist built, what Doc Ball built, was the first waterproof housing for his camera. And they have it. Can't wait for you to hear that. And what about in sports? Well, the most famous dentist in my lifetime in sports was a race car driver, Dr. Dick Thompson. Because the other passion I have in life is the Corvette Stingray. I actually have one, a 63. The American GIs fighting in World War II, of which my dad was one of them. While they're in Europe trying to kill Adolf Hitler, they're exposed to the Jaguar XKE, that British MG. The European car companies made a sports car. We didn't have one in America. So General Motors said, we're going to make a sports car for the GIs who are asking for one. The Corvette. 1953 when it was introduced. But it was not necessarily going to be a success. But the greatest thing General Motors did was see who was winning races with his MG in Sebring, Dr. Dick Thompson. This guy doesn't know how to ride a car, but yes, he does. He beaten all the experts. So they hired Dr. Dick Thompson to be their driver for their brand new car, the Corvette. They didn't even give him one for free. They gave him a discount. They gave him no tools. They gave him no staff. But go race with it. And he did. But you're going to hear sound bites of people who were there at the time saying it was because he could fiddle with it, be a dentist with the sport of auto racing, and make this car the legendary car that the Corvette became. Because dentistry. And in my world of surgery, my wife made me go to her uncle, a pediatric dentist, Dr. David Beckman, who practiced here in Brentwood for many years. Uncle Dave, I was scared out of my mind, white-knuckled sitting in the chair. No way I'm having anybody drill or even clean my teeth. Uncle Dave said, Robbie, calm down. I'm just going to clean your teeth. I said, how are you going to clean my teeth? With this ultrasonic tool. It's called a Cavitron. I said, Uncle Dave, how's it going to crack the plaque on my tooth and not crack my tooth? He goes, how the hell do I know? I'm a dentist. Shut up. I'm just going to clean your teeth. It just made me crazy that this thing could crack hard calcified plaque and distinguish that from a hard tooth. How does it do that? Because of the ultrasonic frequency. And to make a very long story short, the next day I'm a resident going to surgery, watching bones crack as you're trying to do a revision hip replacement. I said, hey, maybe I can use that dental tool that Uncle Dave showed to clean my teeth. And I patented dental tools in the world of orthopedics. And let me tell you, millions and millions of people all over the world have successful redo hip, knee, shoulder, elbow surgeries because of those patents, because of those tools I dreamed up that came from a dentist. It's a powerful profession. Thank God these folks go into it. But that's what today's show is going to be about. We definitely have to do some clap revision because we have the medial collateral ligament. We talked a little bit about Tyler Higby last week Clapper for the Rams, and he's not going to play in the Super Bowl, but Joe Burrow may have C.J. Uzoma. Uzuma. He may get his tight end back with the same structure that's injured the medial collateral ligament. Why can one guy come back and the other one can't? You're going to need a clap revision, and I will tell you, it will involve the T-shirt, deep layer to your shirt. The T-shirt goes underneath the belt into your pants. Your dress shirt goes over your belt, over your pants. There's a deep layer and a superficial layer. We'll talk about the medial collateral ligament like a T-shirt and a shirt. 